China's economic slump is deepening due to its property crisis and the return of social distancing restrictions, which have weighed on consumer sentiment. Government data released on Wednesday show home sales fell about 20% last month. And that was before the nation's most heavily indebted property developer, China Evergrande, defaulted on millions of dollars in obligations. Growth in retail sales also slowed to 3.9% in November from October's gain of almost 5%. Chinese consumers were unable to spend more during the period because of targeted lockdowns to keep coronavirus cases down. One bright spot was China's manufacturing sector. Industrial output growth accelerated slightly to 3.8%, but that expansion would have been greater if not for the property industry's decline, which led to a 20% drop in the production of steel and cement. Despite the slump, Beijing remains optimistic of China's prospects. The global recovery has slowed down. China's economy also faces shrinking demand, supply chain disruptions and weakening economic expectations. However, the fundamentals of the Chinese economy remains resilient and the long-term improvement of conditions will not change. Now, for more on the story, let's go to Guido Cozzi. He's a professor of macroeconomics at the University of St. Galen in Switzerland. Welcome back to the program, Professor. Now, we already saw Chinese GDP growth slow down in the third quarter to below 5%. Now, how much worse can it get for the Chinese economy in the current period and early into next year? Well, it can, it can settle uh, this number, in my opinion. Um, of course, there are uh, dangers. Uh, inside and outside China that are conspiring against uh, uh, fast growth. Um, uh, also, uh, it must be um, clear that the supply side of the Chinese economy has substantial bottlenecks that are ready to inflammate. Take, for example, what has happened in the coal mining sector uh, about a month ago when it was under strain and it threatened to black out the whole country. So I think the government got the message and now it's refraining from, uh, from overstimulating demand. Um, so uh, 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 there is a silver lining in this cloud, and uh, the the uh, slightest slowdown could be the sign of a healthier uh, growth path, uh, which of course uh, uh, will then uh, have to be consolidated. Right? Can you take a, Can you walk us through the potential policy responses that you alluded to there from the Chinese government, maybe from the central bank first, and then fiscal authorities too? Yes, uh, the, the central bank has to, uh, in my opinion, has to accompany this process. So they should not uh, move into, into restrictive monetary policy, and I think they will not. So keeping interest rates relatively, uh, relatively low, but at the same time, uh, uh, fine-tuning liquidity in order to facilitate the transition to a new normal with slower growth, but less speculative growth, less uh, demand, uh, demand uh, doped growth. Fiscal policy um, will probably continue in this, uh, in this moderation uh, path, which I think is very healthy. Right. Um, these grim numbers, of course, closely tied to the property sector. Now, early on, Beijing downplayed the potential impact of the Evergrande crisis on the broader economy. In your opinion, how has that assessment aged in the past few weeks and g given the numbers that we're seeing now? 
Yeah, the, the, the short-term impact uh, is there, uh, certainly. Uh, I, I agree with the government um, that, uh, in, in a way, China is trying to emancipate from a decade of, of speculative growth adopted by a real estate bubble to something that uh, is driven by fundamentals, by uh, the high productivity of investment, of productive investment in a capital-scarce country. However, the transition to this new normal generation several victims. Uh, so we see house prices dropping, we see developers uh, uh, going bankrupt, uh, and a potential for a credit crunch. So the transition um, it has to be very carefully managed. Um, so it is. I, I'm not so optimistic for the short term, but I'm relatively optimistic for the longer term. Right. So just a bump in the road to a more sustainable growth path, as you say. Professor Guido Quazzi out of Switzerland at the University of St. Galen, thank you.